This is your host, Dr. Mansima Shabazz. Hello, beautiful people and women of the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for joining me this Friday. I'm so happy to be here with you. This is episode 35, and I'm so excited that we're growing, we're expanding, and that is what we're supposed to do in everything we put our lives and minds to. And so I appreciate each and every one of you. Welcome again. This Friday's conversation is about acknowledging the feminine face of the divine. I have, over the years, run women's empowerment groups with the sole goal of bringing women together to share our experiences and find the commonalities in our stories, as well as support each other in the challenges we face. As a facilitator of these groups, I can attest to the growth we all experience at the end of the seven-week conversations. And that's how I structured it, seven weeks at a time, so that we can really experience uh, the friendships, the growth, the spiritual changes, and tapping into uh, intuition and innate truth. We bonded with our identities fully expressed spiritually, ceremoniously, using music, song, meditation, drums, and an exciting array of food and desserts. Our sense of self is identified in the everyday experiences of our lives. And for me, the spiritual component must be present to enable us to connect deeply to who we truly are. There is a cultural, I want to say negative bias to the feminine face of the divine. And I believe that spiritual life is strange and beyond the everyday material concerns. It is imperative to recognize that the stories of our lives, yours and mine, are teaching stories that can and directly lead to an enriched understanding of the sacred feminine. It is pertinent to also acknowledge that all the stuff of life is part of the sacred. Society has created a long list of things that separate us from the divine instead of seeing everything as part of it. And it is the latter shift and belief that brings us to the deep inner connections we must make to generate discernment, power, faith, beauty, and grace. Another important fact is acknowledging that women's bodies are pathways to the sacred. The changes in our bodies from menstruation, pregnancy, sexuality, menopause, whether we have experienced it or not, are all possibilities that each of us may go through. And for me, having intimate conversations about these changes in a group setting 
inform our innate wisdom and trust in the sacred. There is a difference between body shaming and acknowledging certain changes we wish to incorporate in our daily practices to keep us healthy. The former technically tends to rebuke the divine for making us look a certain way, whether we intend to do so or not. We tend to forget that the bodies we inhabit is the divine's and we are just caretakers. Through our condemnation, we create a separation between the divine and us. Joining a women's group is an opportunity to remember. Remembering is not only a mental exercise, but it is spiritual, emotional, and physical as well. And engaging all four levels of beingness is where true transformation occurs. We know that our view of the world as concretized by words, attitudes, and perception must be transformed. It is important to acknowledge that the method of transformation is irrelevant for as long as that journey of transformation takes place. Within the group and circle, we acknowledge that the spiritual journey encompasses and triggers healing. There's a double movement of regression into the past, which becomes integrated to the present. And all activities of the present world include choice, responsibility, or what I prefer to call the ability to respond, and also personal power, each furthering the opportunity to integrate visions of the future. Using expressive modalities, we profoundly reconnect with the earth heavens, and all four directions, which embody the ability to express heartfelt feelings, emotions, through movement, dancing, writing, art, etc. The expressions of creativity are a way to open and delve deeply into our hearts and bring forth hidden passions. Through these modalities, we can sustain living a soulful life. I recognize that the focus on the material goes back to my childhood, our childhood, and by our adolescent years, we have a vision, albeit an erroneous one, that deviates from our sense of self and emergence as strong, powerful women. In groups, we create together a sacred space to do regression therapy, where we can shed happy or reflective tears, even weep if we need to, play, laugh, and celebrate each other. Some of our experiences often baffle our sense of justice, 
and all these experiences are worth visiting. It integrates the past with the self or present and open more doors for healing and visioning. I can assure you that it can be emotional. And if nurtured well in a sacred space, you can come out of this experience, I wanna say whole. As noted in previous episodes, I'm always going to feature a woman of power and grace in a live interview or make reference to one or a few in each episode. I read a book called The Feminine Face of God by Sherry Anderson and Patricia Hopkins. And they write, quote, if there is an ethic in the way that women come to a spiritual maturity, it is one which places value on process, on the acceptance of one's whole experience as the truth, unquote. We have to come to terms of telling the truth about our lives and experiences. Now they go on to ask a question and I wanna share that with you. What is the face of God that can be revealed through women? I believe that is the work we must do from now on. If we want to feel our power and grace in our respective journeys. Now I wanna share a poem with you by Mary Oliver. And forgive me if I've shared this before. And it's called The Journey. It goes like this. One day you finally knew what you had to do and begun. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice. Though the whole house began to tremble and you felt the old tug at your ankles, mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers and the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible, it was already late, enough, and a wild night, and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds. And there was a new voice, which you slowly recognized as your own, that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. Just beautiful. As mentioned earlier, I have facilitated women's circles for several years. And I'm about to begin the gatherings again as the world continues to open up after COVID. I find women's gatherings as a powerful channel to connect to one's own truth. 
because it nudges us each participant to work through issues as well as claim our sovereignty. It takes a lot of courage and with the right group dynamic, a lot of healing and growth emerge. Joining a women's group like mine is a form of leaving home, moving away from the familiar. And when it unfolds naturally, it forms our spiritual identity and growth. We should be prepared to leave behind the things that we're told we should be because it blocks access to the divine. Instead, we can honor ourselves by acknowledging our unique truths. I must answer this question if you're pondering on who is a sacred feminine? For me, defining sacred feminine brings to mind my grandmothers. The honor to bear my paternal grandmother's name set the dignified tone and responsibilities I had within the family as a woman. Even the elders called me mommy, mother. My maternal grandmother's life of generosity of spirit provided the grounding and nurturing I needed, especially since I lived with her as a baby. I believe that the sacred feminine has a sense of self, is graceful and gracious, and teaches and shares her life experiences to further the growth, integrating culture, and ability to bring out latent potentials. And so as we move forward in our discussion, I want you to begin reflecting on this. Every day, I tell the world, I am a woman of power and grace. Every day, you tell the world, you are a woman of power and grace. Every day, together, we tell the world, we are women of power and grace. Who is a woman of power and grace? Well, here's my definition again. She is unapologetically herself. She feels beautiful and fully present in her own reality. She understands love and speaks her truth. She acknowledges her strength, intuition, and faith. Best of all, she sees her place in this universe, sharing her gifts with all. She is queen mother and daughter of the Most High One. Thank you for joining me again this Friday, and I look forward to the next. If you happen to be in the local area, look out for new dates for women, new women's gatherings 
or you can join us online at mensma.com. Please share the podcast, subscribe, and post reviews. As we grow together, know that we reflect the feminine face of the divine in the expression of our truth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and many blessings. See you in a couple of weeks.